Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Record high gas prices are hitting Americans hard. The Biden administration calls this the Putin hike, while Republicans say this is because of President Biden's failed policies. Virginia Congressman Bob Good joined us and weighs in. Congressman Bob Good, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me again. Congressman, I want to ask you about the energy crisis that we're facing right now. Uh, do you think this could have been preventable, and if so, how? This is absolutely a reflection of President Biden's policies. He pledged to declare a war on American energy to reduce fossil fuel production in this country. And so the rapid rise in prices of not only the, what we pay at the pump, but everything else is affected by this president's policies. Almost everything that's manufactured and made has petroleum industry products in it, how it's shipped, how we get it to market, even online commerce from the, the chips, the computer chips that are used to, pr to provide online commerce is a direct reflection of the uh, manufacturing energy industry. We hear a lot about how energy right now is um, going up in price because of the war in Russia, things like Is that actually the case? No, it's not. There, Americans know that their gas prices have basically doubled before the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. This is a direct reflection of this president's policies where he has restricted American energy production. Frankly, he wants to force us off of fossil fuels. He wants to force Americans to buy high-priced electric vehicles. He wants to force Americans onto public transit. He wants to force them to ride their bikes to work and things like that. So this is them executing their plan on purpose. I think a lot of the American people probably don't realize that a lot of renewable energy is actually subsidized by the government. Can you explain that to us? Yes, absolutely. And electric vehicles are the greatest example of that. You've got uh, these vehicles subsidized, and they still are costing an average of $60,000, which is out of reach for most Americans, especially with the, with the Biden price hikes that are costing Americans about $500 a month above what they were paying even just a year ago for just everyday essentials. And while inflation may be only like 9% across the board, the essential items like groceries, housing, cars, fuel, and is much, much higher than that. Congressman Bob Good, thank you. Thank you. Great to be with you. The Senate is advancing a bill restricting gun rights. The chamber voted 64 to 34 to move forward with the bill. It has some bipartisan support. 14 Republicans voted with the Democrats. Last night, the process to quickly pass gun safety legislation formally began here on the floor after 64 senators agreed to get on the bill. We are only a few days away from passing the first major gun safety bill in nearly 30 years. However, at least four of the senators will be retiring at the end of the year. The 14 Republican senators who voted to advance the bill include Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Tom Tillis, and Mitt Romney. This time is different. This time, the Democrats came our way and agreed to advance some common sense solutions without rolling back rights for law-abiding citizens. The result is a product I'm proud to support. The Republican support means that the bill will likely pass the Senate in the official vote. To break down this gun bill that's being finalized in the Senate, I sat down with Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe. In the interview, he also voices his concern over the influence the Chinese Communist Party has on American soil. Congressman Greg Stubbe, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I want to ask you about uh, gun laws that are looking like things are shaping up in the Senate uh, bipartisan. You have uh, over 10 potential uh, Republican senators that have agreed to the framework uh, for new gun laws. 
first of all, how do you think we got to this point, and more importantly, what is in uh, these potential laws? We got to this point as a country for a lot of different myriad of uh, events and things that have happened over years. Uh, one, we have an epidemic of fatherless homes. Um, there's statistic after statistic of rapists, 75% of them are without fathers. We have a real epidemic and it's in the home here in our country and that's what we should be focused on. And what we've done over the years is we've created these gun-free zones and there's statistics um, that 98% of mass shootings happen in gun-free zones. It's not, not a surprise that people who want to kill a lot of people are going to go to a place where they know there's defenseless children, there's people without a firearm to be able to defend themselves, and there's things that we can do as a country, as a nation, as states um, to be able to ensure that, especially at our schools, we have people that are properly trained, former current military, former current law enforcement, to be able to react quickly to these type of scenarios. Some states have allowed for that to happen, and what's interesting is in those states, you don't see these type of mass shootings occur. Um, but unfortunately, the Democrats want to go the other direction. They want to blame the tool that's being used to create the destruction and not the person actually doing the destruction. Uh, it's an attempt to take all of our firearms. Uh, assault weapons bans are openly being discussed. Certain handgun bans have openly being discussed in the House. The bill that passed the House uh, would ban certain magazine sizes. Like that would stop the atrocities in some way, shape, or fashion. And so then it goes to the Senate and the the more offensive parts of the House bill have been removed, the upping of the age, um, the magazine bans, the assault weapons bans, none of that is in there. But you have things like the red flag laws. You have things that are a clear violation of our constitutional rights. Uh, the red flag laws, and I voted against the one that passed in Florida years ago, clearly violates your right under the Fourth Amendment uh, to protection of illegal search and seizure by the government. Without a warrant, without a judge telling a law enforcement officer they can take your property, you have incidences where law enforcement officers, and in this bill that was originally passed by the Democrats in the House, they wanted counselors and teachers and family members to be able to have this ability to take your guns away. It's a very dangerous path to be going down, all in reaction to a shooting that uh, could have been prevented by having somebody that was properly trained to react. Congressman, you touched upon uh, gun-free zones, and you also said if people were properly trained in Uvalde, it could have prevented it. We're seeing reports now that, um, that the officers were there, but they did not use their guns. Uh, if this is true, and yet we're seeing a big knee-jerk reaction to what happened there, it's almost like um, these laws are, are based on a false premise. It's absolutely, and it's always how the Democrats use it. Uh, you, you know, the 30 people that were shot last weekend in Chicago, they don't care about that for some reason. They only care about using these mass shootings to be able to, to talk and have that narrative of, well, it's the gun's fault. We shouldn't have semi-automatic rifles. We shouldn't allow for, for what they call high-capacity magazines. We shouldn't allow all of these things. And they use these tragedies to try to accomplish a political goal. And their political goal is, and they're now talking more openly about it, is to take your guns away. They would love nothing more than to take every American's right to possess a firearm away from them, despite the fact that 99.97% of those between the age of 18 and 21 don't commit a murder, don't commit a violent crime with a, with a handgun or a firearm. So they want the 99.97% to not be able to, to protect themselves while only taking the guns away from, from uh, criminals. And you're never ever gonna be able to prevent that. If somebody wants to commit a crime, especially murder, they can use a vehicle, they can use a pressure cooker like the Boston Bombers, they can use some other tool to accomplish their mission. 
Congressman, just switching gears a little bit, there's reports coming out now that the CCP-backed groups, the Confucius Institutes that have infiltrated many of our universities throughout the country, um, are starting to pop up. They were being shut down at one point by the Trump administration, right. and they're just rebranding themselves. You have a bill that you've introduced called the Protecting Higher Education from Foreign Threats Act. Did you have China in mind when you wrote this bill? Yeah, absolutely. I had China in mind uh, when we wrote the bill because they've so infiltrated our higher education system in the United States. We've even seen incidences in Florida where professors have been compromised, uh, where we've had research in institutes like the Moffitt Cancer Center, where their higher executive level individuals were actually uh, being paid to give research information on cancer research to the Chinese Communist Party. So it's a real issue that I think our country is facing that's not really being addressed. What do you think is the solution to combat this? Well, what we did in the bill was doesn't, if, if any professors are receiving CCP funding, um, obviously they're, in my opinion, compromised because they're being paid by the Chinese Communist Party. If that's the case, then if the, the research institute or the higher education institute or the college would continue to employ them, they would lose federal funding. So obviously a good stick that we have at the federal level is the amount, the, the, the huge amount of funding that these colleges and universities receive. And that's really the only way you're gonna get them to be compliant, um, is trying to take away the resources they get from the federal government. You could probably pass a bill mandating that you can't employ people that are also being paid by the Chinese Communist Party and most of these, especially the Harvards and Yales of the world would probably just ignore it. Um, so tying it to something that is a stick um, to them losing their funding, I think is a very important aspect of the bill. Congressman Greg Stubbe, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.